You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue is in the studio just for you. If you'd like to ask her a question, the number is 1-800-543-772. That's 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. Or you can send us a text on 0437-665-200. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. Now, we'll start with, um, it's it's a little bit long, but um, mm-hmm. this is from Susie, and I think she's got a, a Good, a concern here that needs to be dealt with, so I'll just let me read through it. No problem. So she, Susie says, Mr. Five is scared all the time. We have to stand at the toilet door or bathroom door. He won't be left in a room by himself or go into a room by himself, even if it's just to the kitchen, to get a drink. He also says he gets nervous when there are too many people in the house and then will refuse to get changed or go to the toilet at all. He suffers with anxiety and it can get very bad if we get out of routine. He's bad at the moment and we've put it down to his older brother showing him a scary video two months ago. Any suggestions to help his anxiety? Oh, wait, there's more. (laughs) Don't take a breath yet. He's scared of the dark too. We've always had troubles at night time, but we are slowly making progress. We got him down to waking only once or twice during the night. It used to be five to six time, times. His teachers are aware of his anxiety and he seems to be okay at school. He started prep in Victoria this year, but then he seems burnt out by the time he gets home. He often says his heart beats so hard it feels funny. Aww. Poor thing. He needs a hug. Yeah. Or two or three or four. I, I want to hug him and then I want to hug Susie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the scared of the dark is really common. I think I was scared of my own shadow until I was about 10 or 12. So <laughs> I get, sort of get that. I think the underlying thing is that off, you know, from the sounds of it, it does sound like he suffers from a form of anxiety. And so on, on the day-to-day basis, it's obviously lots of reassurance lots of telling him what's going to happen. You know, simple things like, I'm going to leave the door open for you to go to the bathroom. I'm leaving, you know, the light on for you to go to the bathroom. I'm leaving the light on for you overnight and the hall light. So on a day-to-day basis, he needs lots of reassurance. And the other thing we need to teach him is how to relax and how to be calm and how to be in the space and that he's all right. So you can keep telling him that nothing's going to happen, but until that gets through to his head. And I think in this case, it's much bigger than what we can do to help him. I think, you know, seeking some good information from a good child psychology. I know up here in Sydney, you know, Macquarie Uni does a lot on this and they have really good services and I'm sure there's an equivalent for it down uh, down in Victoria. So one is to access information because they will guide you on how to help him to get through these little struggles. The other one that I've worked, that I've done with little people, like three-year-olds, that might work for him, is when you put him to bed at night with the light on, I play him an audio book that's really, really nice, like Stephen Fryer reading, um, you know. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You know, that's something that's nice. So obviously the scary movie, and I don't think parents realise, like reading some particular stories at the end of the day do set their mind off. So they do need to be fun stories, up stories, not dark stories. And even though it might be a really lovely story in the end, that child's going to bed thinking about it. So for him, it might be an audio book 
that might help him relax enough to allow those fears, for want of a word, to just be much more relaxed. And he could do that at four o'clock in the afternoon. He could sit with a set of headphones and and listen to some nice story. And that probably leads into, you know, they talk a lot now about meditation for little people. Um, But I think underlying, if he has anxiety, I think you're going to need your own support to guide him through it. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah. Um, You've just made me think of two things, Chris. Um, The first one is a book that we um, did a story on a while back by um, a psychologist called Karen Young, and it's called Hey Warrior. She did a children's book specifically for this age Age group. group. Beautifully illustrated. It's called Hey Warrior. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really sweet and hopeful way of teaching children yeah. about what's going on. Um, the other thing when you mentioned the stories, I just thought I'd give the uh, Kindling app a plug because we do have um, books on there that you can download for free if you want to go to there. And of Perfect. course, Sleepy Soundtrack, which yeah. is really soothing music yeah. that you can leave on through the night. So. so I reckon the Sleepy Soundtrack, the only reason that he might need a story is just because he's five and that's sort of part of what the five-year-old does. I think the the hope and the glory in this, Susie, is that it doesn't exhibit it at school. Yeah, that sounds right, So yeah. he is using all those strategies to cope at school, um, but he's obviously using them because when he comes home, he's tired. You know, he's a bit, a little bit fragile. So I think at home, he needs those releases that allows him to calm and relax in order to move through to the next thing. But I quite literally say to him, each time you need to go to the bathroom, just tell mummy and I will take you. I would take that away from him. I'd Mm, take that anxiety or fear away from him because what does it matter if you have to stop and take him to the bathroom? He's five. They only go three times a day. (laughs) And and I I do that with my daughter too. Try and boost him up while we gather enough information to help him out. Susie, I hope that helps. And please feel free to call back if you'd like to chat with Chris. She's here every midday at 12. The number, if anyone else is thinking about it, is 1800 Kids Radio, or you can text us on 0437 665 um, This is kind of, this is a theme coming through about the questions today, Chris. Samantha says, my two-year-old is having severe night terrors. Any advice? Ah. So night terrors, that's a sort of lots of kids at different times will suffer from night terrors. I've known of eight-month-olders having night terrors right through to, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds having night terrors. So night terrors predictably occur in the same window of time each night. Not every night, but each time it occurs. So say nine till 11 or one till three. And it is a state of um, subconscious and they're usually thrashing around. So when you go in, it's like they're not there. They're looking through you. And it was once said to me that the easiest way to help them through night terrors is say your little one has them between 9 and 11 every night, is that quarter to 9 you go in and while they're in a deep sleep, you actually move their body and you move their conscious state and it doesn't allow them to go into the same sleep pattern. Um, and if they're chronic, I think then you have to see, you know, like a sleep, sleep psychologist yeah, about why it happens. But usually it's just phases and periods in, in their sleep development across a year and then they don't do it anymore. Very typical in that two-year-old range. 
There you go, Samantha. Um, again, if you'd like to call us, you can do and ask some more questions of Chris, but hopefully that helps you. You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue, where she answers your questions and helps you along the way with all this parenting stuff we're dealing with. Um, we've got a text from Susie, Chris. She says... Uh, there's a little thank you first. I've felt confused over some as if I've felt confused over some aspect of parenting. There is always a podcast to help me out. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's hope we can help her here. My question is for my almost two and a half year old daughter who has over the last couple of months become worried about noises, the heating, mo- motorbikes, someone knocking on the door. She often asks to be picked up. What do you think is best at this age? I think we have to help her and navigate the emotion. Um, I think as a parent, you know if they're pulling your leg. So if she needs a pickup, she needs a pickup. But I, I probably wouldn't pick up all the time because then the pickup doesn't become the comfort. So say someone knocked at the door. Instead of picking her up, I'd probably take her by the hand and say, let's go together and see who's at the door. It's okay, mummy's with you. You know, so lots of reassurance. But maybe if she was in a room on her own and something happened that startled her and she came running to you, that's when I'd do the pick-up because you're unsure about where that came from. But if it's a knock at the door, then I think I'd try and help her move through that emotion with the reassurance of going, well, we're going to go together. Not leave them completely on their own. (laughs) Yeah, well, not just pick her up. Mm. And I think this is probably what her friends had meant, is if you pick her up at every single discomfort, then how is she going to navigate through it? But I think the thing is not to ignore it either and to give her insurance. And it's all that talking you do as a mum, you know, let's go to the park now. Now you have to hold mummy's hand and she just needs it a little bit longer. So she needs a little bit more reassurance But if it's the same reassurance, I think what happens is the lines will blur and you won't know which one she's able to move through and which one she isn't. So I would attempt by moving her through. And maybe if you hadn't seen the thing that has startled her, then maybe some reassurance, put her back down, let's go and look at that and see what it is. Oh, it's the heater. See, the heater makes that noise. And then that's the same in a way as the anxiety question. Because sometimes we forget. I, I do. Only little. Yeah, I forget <laughs> that. So I remember once when we were going to see my parents and we have to go um, up a lift and yeah. I my kids will always want to press the button. And I remember saying to my daughter when she was about to press the top one and then all of a sudden I realised, how does she know what top and bottom is? Do yeah. you know if you, there are so much, so many things we need to explain. Yeah. That's basic. Emotions are so Mine complex. Mine was the gap between the stairs. You, what about them? I used to think someone would grab me if someone, oh, the gap between the that's stairs. That's the sixth sense. I used to think that yeah, too. Yeah, I know. I hadn't watched that. I was, I was little, but that was mine. And, and just, you know, I'd have to make everyone turn all the lights on for me to, and then I run. And eventually you work through it. And I think for years they must have just turned all the lights on. Yeah. And I, just explain it to them. And yeah. But it is hard. So it is hard when they're little. She's little. She's mm. two and a half. You mm. know, she's a tiny. five-year-old has a few more rational powers. Yeah. And look, finally, before I let you go, um, we have a question from Jodie on the email. She says, I've heard that probiotics for children can be helpful in keeping them well throughout the winter months. My son is three. Do you think it's worth trying? Um, I I think probiotics are very good in terms of gut and keeping the gut healthy. I don't know about overall keeping them healthy, but if they're a child, say um, gastro's gone through daycare, I would definitely put them on a good probiotic for, you know, course, like a bottle of it to repair the gut. 
So I'm a believer in probiotics in terms of the gut, but in an overall healthy, I think you have to make that decision yourself. Mm. And ask your GP, of course, if you have any more questions on that line. Chris, thank you so much for your oh, time today. Oh, it's a today. pleasure. That's Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She'll be back next week from midday answering your questions. Kindling Helpline is brought to you by 136 National Home Doctor Service. If you or a loved one needs urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 136. That's 137425 for a bulk build after hours doctor home visit. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.